Welcome to Light Church. We're so glad you could join us for this weekly message. We hope this message leaves you feeling inspired and equipped to be all that you were made to be. I heard a story of a pilot who would often fly the same route over the mountains. And uh, he would often fly with his same co-pilot uh, and they would both you know, regularly fly this route. And uh, the co-pilot would notice that as they would fly over this specific valley, the, the, the pilot with this look of um, nostalgia or sentimentality would look out the window and just watch what was going on. And this happened, you know, a few times. And the co-pilot finally said to the pilot, hey, what is it you're, what is it you're looking at? What are you seeing? What are you thinking? And uh, the, the pilot said, well, look, you see that stream that weaves through the valley? Well, when I was a little boy, I would sit on a log beside that stream and I would sit and fish. And as I was fishing, I'd look up to the sky and watch the planes flying over the valley and I would wish that I was up there flying. And he says, and all these years later, after life has gone by, I'm sat up here flying over that same valley, looking down at that spot I used to fish wishing that I was sat down there fishing. And I wonder if this is a reality of what our lives can look like sometimes, that we can spend so much time just desperately thinking, oh, if only I was over there. And then we get there and we finally reach this place that we think we're gonna be okay and we wish that we were back where we were. Or we spend all this time hoping and wishing that we were someone else, or that we'd have other things, that we'd have more than we have, or we wouldn't have the responsibility we have that we'd wish that we were over there or over here or not where we are, anywhere but where we are. I wonder what your relationship with contentment is like this morning. If I were to ask you, are you content? I wonder what your answer would be. Or maybe contentment is this elusive thing that you have spent so long chasing down and every time you get close, it slips through your fingers and you just crave to feel content. Maybe contentment is this thing that you've been searching for. Are you content? Let's look at this. Contentment, if you were to look in the dictionary, it is described as a state of happiness and satisfaction. A state of happiness and satisfaction. However, I wanna push this a little bit further. I wanna say if we were to look through the Bible, see the kind of picture it builds of contentment. That contentment is more than just a mere feeling of happiness or a feeling of satisfaction. I wanna suggest this morning that contentment is this deep-rooted state. It's this deep-rooted sense of personal peace. Peace in who we are. Peace in what we've got. Peace in where we're at. See, I wonder if I was to ask you, are you content? Do you have that deep-rooted click, that deep-rooted sense of peace, peace in who you are and what you have? See, contentment is also a lack of worry, a lack of worry of, oh, where should I be? What should I have? Should I be further along? Uh, have I got too much? Have I got too little? You see this picture of someone just being blown by the wind and the waves, just knocked around, just not really knowing who they are or what's going on, just lacking this contentment. Contentment in who we are and what we've got and where we are. Now, before we, we push on with this, I don't want you to hear me and, and say that contentment should rob us of ambition 
and should rob us of dreams and should rob us of desiring more or thinking that we should be further on or anything like that. Because contentment isn't that. Contentment is this deep personal understanding, this deep awareness that we're okay with where we're at right now, that we're okay with who we are right now, that we're okay with what we have. That doesn't mean we should stop dreaming and realizing and creating the future that God has put within us. Contentment is this deep-rooted personal peace. We're going to look at this. If you have a Bible, turn to Philippians chapter 4. We're going to read from verses 11 through to 13. We're going to look at what Paul says about contentment. This is what he says, verse 11. I'm not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. Verse 13 says, I can do all this through him who gives me strength. So the apostle Paul here, he is sat in prison. And he's writing this and he is, he's telling the church of Philippi to be content. That he's saying, I've learned to be content whatever the circumstance. So the church of Philippi were helping Paul out. Uh, they were sending him money and stuff. And they were kind of like making sure that he was, um, you know, looked after in a way. And uh, he's writing to them saying, look, you know, I'm not actually being provided for at the moment. I appreciate everything you've done. And he says, but look, I'm not saying this because I'm in need. And I'm trying to get something off you. I'm just, I'm just thanking you for what you've done. And I'm just telling you, like, you know, I've got stuff going on. And he says, look, I'm not telling you this because I'm in need because I've actually learned to be content. So there's a couple of things here about contentment. Contentment is not human nature. Okay, human nature is not wired towards contentment. Look at this in verse 11. Paul says, I have learned to be content implying that he wasn't before, but he has now learned to be content in any situation. Contentment is not human nature. If you're sat here this morning thinking, yeah, I want to be content. I want to get to that place of personal peace where that, that place where everything just clicks and feels okay in that deep rooted spot within me where your soul just feels balanced and it's all okay. You need to understand that there is a road ahead of you. There is a road ahead of you of, an inte- of intentionality. There is a road ahead of you of getting this muscle memory, this decision. Uh, you're going to have to choose a life of contentment. This is not something where God just downloads it. This is not just something that you wake up in the morning one day and just go, ah, oh, I'm contented now. I feel content. That's not what it is. It is a commitment. Paul says, I have learned to be content. It is something that you have to walk out. It is something that you only will acquire by learning how to do it. It is not human nature. But in verse 12, I also want to say contentment. There is no correlation between contentment and having stuff or circumstances. There is no correlation between contentment and circumstances. Why? Well, Paul says, look, I have learned to be content when I have nothing. Now, let's just hold up there. If you think about what he's saying, he says, when I've got nothing, when I'm hungry, when life's not going the way I expected. I mean, he is sat in prison writing this. He's saying, look, I've learned to just be okay. 
I've learned to have this, this deep-rooted okayness with where I'm at, who I am, and what I've got. And you think, well, when I read this, I thought, interesting, because when you're in a bad spot, actually, to be content is really powerful. I understand that. So Paul's saying when you've not got a lot, learn to be content. Amazing. I'm on board with that. But then he says, I've also learned to be content when I have plenty, when I have a lot of stuff, when I'm in a good place. When I read this, I thought, interesting. That means there is no correlation between personal circumstance and personal contentment. Because when you have stuff, when you're in a good spot, when you're in a bad spot, Paul is still saying we need to learn to be people that are content. I find this one, I find this one powerful because actually if we search for this, when we're in a bad spot and we search for life to just be okay, and we think that's what will that's what'll make me feel content, that'll make that thing click inside me. Actually, when we get there, we realize that it was nothing. Well, we realize that contentment is not found in circumstance. Contentment is not found in anything in this material realm, this material world that we live in. You cannot acquire it just by moving to a place of affluence. Or actually, you cannot acquire contentment by, if you have a lot of stuff, by just giving everything away and finding yourself with nothing. You will not be content. Contentment is far deeper than personal circumstance. So contentment is not human nature and it's not found in circumstance. Well, what is it? How do we find it? How, how, how do we get to this place in life where we are completely and utterly content? Still pushing forward, still dreaming, still wanting all that God's got for us, but content with who we are and what we've got. How do we get there? Well, let's look at this. Paul says, and I love this, he says, I've learned the secret to being content. Before we jump into this, I just think this is interesting. Paul's saying to the church of Philippi, I have learned the secret. You know what this tells me? That 2,000 years ago, that contentment was just as rare as it is today. That contentment was not something that a lot of people had. Contentment was searched for and longed for and craved by people 2,000 years ago, and we might even say it was a simpler time. Contentment is something that human nature craves and desires, yet it is something we constantly miss. We constantly make decisions that do not lead to us feeling that contentment. Paul says, I have learned the secret. I don't know about you, but I look at society and culture today, and I think contentment still seems like a secret. There are so many people desiring and craving this feeling, this state, yet it is not readily known to people. Let's look at this then. Verse 13, Paul says, I can do all these things through Christ, who gives me strength. If you're sat here this morning going, I wanna know the secret to contentment. Paul learned the secret. He's about to share the secret. What is this secret? He says, through Christ, through Jesus. Jesus is the only way in which we will ever get this feeling, this state of contentment. Only in relationship with Jesus will we ever feel content. Paul had this understanding of this Jesus plus nothing lifestyle. What do I mean by this? Well, if you look around and I've seen so many people and I have, I've met so many people and had this same conversation over and over again and it's like we grasp Jesus but we think Jesus needs other things. So it's like Jesus plus health equals contentment. How I feel okay when I have Jesus and a healthy life. Then that's what it is. 
Or it might even be Jesus plus money. And whatever that is for you, Jesus plus something. It might be Jesus plus the right car, the house, the family, health, money, success, relationships, whatever it is. So often we add something into that place, Jesus plus something. Paul understood that in any circumstance, in plenty and in one, it is Jesus plus nothing equals contentment, equals wholeness, equals peace. In your life right now, I wonder, maybe there's some things that you've put in that place, Jesus plus something. Maybe it's time for you to adopt this lifestyle of Jesus plus nothing equals everything. And Paul knew this. He says the secret to being content in whatever circumstance you find yourself in is Jesus plus nothing. It's found in him. In John 15, 5, listen to this, it says, I am the vine, these are Jesus' words, this is what he says, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Jesus is saying, look, if you remain in me, my promise is that I will remain in you and you will bear fruit. Uh, that's just a way of saying, look, you will grow. You will move forward. You will, you will be the person you were designed and created to be. You will, you will live out and realize the future that God has set within you if you remain in relationship with Jesus. But apart from Jesus, you will do nothing. See, so many people think that the answer is within them. That we think that actually if we can just do it on our own, we can get there, we'll be okay. But you know what, let's ask ourselves, how has that worked in human history? Because I don't know about you, but I look back at human history and it's, it's full of pain and suffering and it's full of evil and it's full of stuff that is really messed up. I don't know about you, but I don't quite see that humanity has the answer within itself. In fact, I look back at human history and I could quite firmly say humanity does not have the answer within itself. You or me do not have the answer within ourselves as to how we can live as we were designed to live in the best way possible so that we can live a life that is fulfilled, a life of peace, a life of significance, a life of purpose. It doesn't seem like that comes from within us. Yet so many people live every single day thinking that the answer is within us. Jesus says, if you remain in me, if you, if you stay in relationship with me, if you walk with me, then you will be the person, then you will step into the future that I have for you. But aside from me, you cannot do anything. Paul says, I've learned the secret to being content. We're all craving to feel content. We all want to just feel like we are grateful for what we have, that we are enough, that we've got what it is right now. Everything we have right now is all that we need right now. We want to feel that feeling of contentment. Paul says it is through Christ. It is through Christ. That is the secret. In relationship with Jesus, you will find contentment. If I may offend you for a moment or two here, this uh, verse 13 is possibly one of the most quoted verses I've heard, especially in Christian circles. If you're a follower of Jesus this morning, I just want to speak to you for just two minutes. I just want to, want to just pull this apart for just, just 
just two minutes. So I just think we hear this battered around so often that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. We, we hear people talking about it, hear Christians say this over and over again when, it's, when we face things in life and you know we face possibilities and life seems wide open. Uh, we say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And actually, this verse is often used in this like triumphalism of Christians being like, I can do anything. This sort of like unlimited potential and, and this sort of like, yeah, I've got what it takes. This militant like, yeah, I'm going to conquer the world. You see, this, this verse isn't a promise of unlimited provision. It's a promise of unlimited presence. This isn't God just saying, hey, use me as your ATM to, to pull out good things in life, to pull out impossible situations. Like, yeah, you just live your own life and ignore me until you need to do something that, you know, where something's stacked against the odds, then come to me and anything is possible. That's not what this is saying. I've seen so many people stick this up on their fridge or have it as their phone screen and understand this verse in this eisegetical way that means like we can conquer anything because Jesus said so. That's not what this verse is saying. Now, I believe God can do anything. I believe that God will use your life in significant ways that you never even imagined. But what I don't believe that this verse is just a ticket for you to be able to do whatever you think you can put your mind to. That's not what this is saying. This is God saying, look, in the pain and in the sorrow, in the celebration, I will walk through it with you. It says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It doesn't mean I can do anything I want because Jesus said so. It means I can endure pain. I, I, and I can, I can make it to the top and not lose my soul. I can go through the darkest nights and come out in the morning. I can walk through the toughest times. Why? Because this verse says I can do all things because God walks through these things and strengthens me as we go. Jesus is promising to walk through life with you. He isn't just slapping a ticket in your hand and saying, yeah, go and conquer whatever it is you might think you want to conquer. Now, I don't want you to hear me and say, like, I'm, I'm discouraging you from using this as a promise. Because you know what? When you face a difficult situation, use this and say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Not because he said it and it just gives you a ticket, but because he is right in it with you. That's the important part. So often we put the emphasis on I. I can do all things. And we miss the fact that it says through Christ. I can do all things because Jesus is in it with me. And Jesus wants to be in it with you as well. When I read this, I often found it interesting that when we're talking about contentment, we're, we're, we're talking about what is it to feel this deep-rooted like feeling of I'm content, this deep-rooted personal peace. Yeah, this verse is often used by Christians and I, I want you to keep using it. Hold on, hold on to it as a promise. But do you not find it interesting that this verse comes on the back of Paul talking about being content? And not only that, but he says, through Christ who gives me strength. I don't know about you, but when I read this, I was like, interesting. Why is contentment and strength bound together? Surely you would think through Christ who gives me peace or through Christ who gives me self-control or through Christ who gives me the ability to be content. No, it says I can do all these things through Christ who gives me strength. Strength. Why do we need strength? Why does Paul bind strength and contentment together? 
It's because when we are content, we stand tall in who it is we are and where it is we are and what it is we have. You see, when someone isn't content, they're constantly trying to add things to their life in order to be okay, in order to feel content, or they're often trying to get things out in order to feel content. But what this is saying is you need strength. You need God's strength to help you stand tall, to not get tempted off by other things. Can I say it says strength because there is a fight for your soul. There are so many things trying to stop you becoming the person it is that God has made you to be. There is a fight for your life right now. There are so many things out to trip you up. There are so many things out to entice you. They look good. They look attractive. They entice you out of your purpose. They entice you out of relationship with God. There is a fight on your hands right now. So yeah, we need strength to be the person it is that God has called us to be, to be content with where we're at, with who we are. There is a fight on our hands. So we need God's strength to stand tall, to to not bow to, to the pressure of needing to be more or bow to the pressure of needing to have more or bow to the shame of having a lot and people thinking that it's not okay. Being content with who it is God says you are. Now it makes sense why we'll need strength. Because this just isn't, oh God, help me to feel happy with where I'm at. That's not what this is. God, help me to fight for my soul, to fight for my purpose. Give me the strength to stand strong in the face of everything that's trying to pull me away from you and pull me away from my future. That's why God says, you can do everything with my strength. He will strengthen us. He will walk beside us. See, when Paul's talking about being content, I've learned the secret. It is through Christ and he gives us the strength to walk the path that we have had before us. If you're sat this morning thinking, I just want to feel content in my life, then you need Jesus to walk with you and you need his strength to stand strong against things that are trying to pull you away. Maybe you've been looking for this deep sense of contentment. Maybe it's been something you've searched for. Maybe you, you, just like that pilot, sat up in that plane, living the life that he dreamed as a child, thinking as the child, like, that's what I want to do. And then he's there and he's wishing he was back. That little child sat fishing with no care in the world or wherever it might be. Maybe you're in that place right now and you've just been trying to get somewhere else so you can feel okay. You've been desperately trying to acquire more so you'll feel enough. Whatever your story is, whatever your journey to this moment right now is, I want to encourage you that contentment, this, this feeling of wholeness and okayness is available to you right now. Whoever you are, whatever age, whatever journey is your life has taken, whatever mistakes you've made, or whatever dreams you've got within you, God wants you to live a life content, regardless of circumstance, regardless of good times or bad times. I don't know about you, but in the the landscape of society right now, where with this pandemic, things are going up and down and changing every single week. So often we, we can attach our contentment to these things. And one week we're feeling great, lockdown's easing, the R number's going down, everything's looking fine. 
And then the next week, everything changes and all of a sudden, we just, we just don't feel like we've got anything going in life and everything's difficult and oh, how are we gonna make it through today? What's, what's the future gonna look like? Should we be further on? What should happen to my family, my house? And I think more than ever, society needs contentment. And as the church of Jesus, as followers of Jesus, we need to be people that are content regardless of the situation. We need to demonstrate this to the world because this is what the world needs right now. A, a feeling of contentment that doesn't rise and fall based on different statistics or based on trends or based on whatever it is. Maybe you've been looking for this deep sense of contentment in your life. You might be looking for it in success or in stuff or in a job or a relationship. Or in fact, you might have even, like I said, been looking for it in yourself. I, I've heard people who uh, have said the answer's within you. Again, I look back at human history and I can firmly say the answer does not lie within you. The answer lies in Jesus and Jesus has his hands out waiting for you to grab it because he wants to do this thing with you. He doesn't want you to walk through life on your own trying to figure it out by yourself. He wants to walk through life with you, the creator of the heavens and the earth. He walked on this earth. God sent Jesus as his son to this earth to live a human life. He, he died a human life horrendous death on the cross and he took on our brokenness. He took on our pain. He took on our shame and our guilt. Why? So that he could reconnect us with the Father. So that, that we as humanity, you and I, could live the life that we were designed and created to live in relationship with God, our Creator. Jesus, through everything he did on the cross and as he rose again three days later, beating sin and shame and death and ascending back into heaven, he created a way for you and I to live the lives that God created for us, to live in relationship with God. You can only find that contentment in relationship with Jesus. Why is contentment found in Jesus? Because in Jesus, we are restored back to this creation ideal, restored back to who it is we were designed to be. That is why relationship with Jesus brings this contentment because the new you, the one that has found life again, the one that has been restored back through Jesus' blood, through Jesus' sacrifice, through everything he did for us on the cross, the new you, is the truest version of you. And in that place, you will find contentment. In that place, you will find wholeness. You will find peace. And only in that place. Jesus was the only way that humanity could be restored back to God. And I wonder this morning, do you know Jesus? Are you following him with your life? Are you looking for contentment in all these different places? And maybe this morning you've heard about this Jesus and you've heard about what he did for you and you desperately want to live in relationship with him. Well, this morning, all you have to do is pray a simple prayer. You just need to take your life, your brokenness, your future, your past, your dreams, your mistakes. You bundle it all and just say, Jesus, I give you my life. Jesus, I give you my life. I recognize what you did for me. I recognize the, the, the pain and the journey that you took for me. And I want to live restored. Help me let go of my sin and my shame and my brokenness. And help me live restored back to the person you created me to be. Maybe you've been a Christian for a long time. And maybe you've been living a Jesus plus something equals everything. Life. 
And this morning is the, the, the moment where you're just gonna say, you know what, no longer. This is Jesus plus nothing equals everything. And you will find a contentment, flood your soul like never before. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you for who you are. I thank you that only in you can we be the truest versions of ourselves. God, I thank you that you give us access to that. You give us that purpose, that potential, that feeling of peace, that, that inner okayness, that inner click. God, I pray right now that you would just speak to those people. I thank you for those people that just said, Jesus, I give you my life. Those, those people that took all of their brokenness, hurt, their sin, their shame, their future, they just gave it to you this morning. God, I pray that you would flood their life right now with your peace, with your love. God, may their life never be the same. Holy Spirit, would you, would you convict all of us when we add other things to supplement all that you did for us? God, may we live a life that is so utterly wholly focused on you. God, let us live lives of contentment, of fulfillment, of purpose, of significance. God, I thank you that, that is found in relationship with you. I pray today that it would be a moment that would change the course of our lives forever. May this church never be the same because of all you've spoken and all you've said and all you've done. We thank you for who you are. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, if you made that decision this morning to pray that simple prayer, Dan and Grace are going to walk you through some next steps. And we want to celebrate with you. We want to journey with you. And uh, we love uh, the fact that you've tuned in uh, this morning to our virtual gathering. We love spending these few moments together. So I want to encourage you, get plugged in. Don't do life on your own. And we'll be praying for you. We'll see you next week. You've been listening to a weekly message from Light Church. If you would like any more information, you can find us online or on social media. Thanks for listening.